grace of God and the free and actually becoming free in Jesus. You know, it's, it's actually, you know, and you see this, you know, uh, and we looked at Pat, uh, Galatians 5 where, you know, he's, he's talking to the church at Galatia and, and there's been teachers that come through called the Judaizers that would come and they would teach, you know, yes, Jesus, but you need to be circumcised. You need to do this and you need to do this, right? So they were like, you need to add to all these religious acts in order to just, you know, to make yourself you know, more pleasing to God, okay? Uh, but what, what Paul was saying to the church at Galatia was like, that actually is frustrating, cutting you off from Jesus, from experiencing the grace of God in your life. And I don't know about you, but I think a lot of, I can look at the church as a whole and I can go, that's absolutely true. You know, when, whenever we, we get caught up in this, these religious things where it's just, we were trying to earn it, um, all the time, it, and I don't know, I've experienced it in my life, like the most frustrated, frustrated, disappointed, uh, anger, pent up all the time, uh, parts of my life were the times where I was trying to earn it the most, when I was really trying to just be a good boy, right, and do good stuff and do good works and, you know, and try not to sin and try not to do all these things, that that was like some of the most frustrating, disappointing times in my life. And I go like, it's because I had not yet submit or not yet come to a realization that Jesus has already done the work for me, that I just need to believe in him, right? Submit to the work of God. In the, the, the work of Jesus that's already been done and just submit to that, submit my life to that and view my entire life from that lens. So, I, so, so what I did is I just went on a journey with the Lord and said, okay, I just want to just believe. You know, I'm not going to try to ramp anything up. I just want to believe that this is done, that I'm set free, that I'm righteous, I'm, all, I'm everything that you say that I am. And what I began to see is some of that unraveling of that religious mindset of having to earn it. And I began to see just how much Jesus loves me and how much life he wanted to pour into my life. You know, you know what I mean? And, uh, and so, so that's what we looked at the first week. Um, but this week, we're going we're gonna to kind of look at another topic that keeps us from experiencing and living the abundant free life that Jesus paid for. Um, so this morning, we're going to look at the lies we believe, and this is going to be a fun one. Everybody likes to talk about lies, right? And specifically, we're going to be looking at um, something called agreements, okay? And you might be thinking, like, what do you mean by agreements? Well, we're going to kind of unpack that this morning. Um, but have you guys ever seen, you've probably gotten in, a mail, in the mail or a commercial or something on TV or, or a salesman coming through and it's a promotional thing, right? So they're saying, if you, you, know, if you sign up, you know, you're going to get you know, XYZ for two years and whatever. It's only going to be, you know, it's only $29.99, you know, or whatever. And the fine print says, you know, for two years. And then after two years, it, you know, $29.99 became comes 139.99 like the cable company likes to do right 
So these, these, these people come in here with a message, right? It's kind of like this. They're dangling something out and carrot out in front of you and saying, if you'll just take it, you know, we'll make your life better. And then two years down the road, they make your life way worse, right? <laughs> okay? So what that is, is that's an agreement, right? You made an agreement to something. You got into a contract on something that seemed too good to be true or it was twisted truth and it was just you didn't read the fine print. And then two years later, it's like the bait and switch kind of thing, right? So it's, you know, it's not what you thought it was. You see, the enemy does the same thing in our life. He comes at us with a message that's just twisted enough that makes us think, hey, that's true, that's right, or that, I, I agree with that, you know? And sometimes we can confuse even our own voice or the voice of somebody else and even the voice of the enemy, and it's just a twist. It's a twisted message, right? It's just Sometimes it's like a, 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 a carrot dangling out in front of you. It's like, just, just take it, and you know, this, it'll make your life much better. And we make an agreement with that, and when we make an agreement with something, what, we're, we're stuck in like this contract, right? So now I have a two-year contract, I can't get out of it, and if I want to get out of it, i got to pay, you know, $1,000 and all this kind of stuff. You guys have been there before, okay? Or maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just the dumb one that gets into that kind of stuff. Me and Caleb, right? Me and Caleb are the only ones that get stuck in those dumb things with cell phone companies or whatever. <laughs> but the enemy is so crafty and he's so cunning that he knows what message to bring to us. He knows what entices us. He knows what grips our hearts. He knows, he knows what's going to pull us in, right? You see, agreements are so powerful because when we agree to something, it actually costs us something, right? It's, it's powerful, right? Because we're... We're actually, it's actually costing us something. We're having to invest a part of our life. We're actually having to invest something into this agreement, right? Just like in the real world, you're having to pay for a service or whatever. You're, this agreement, you're having to invest. You're having, it costs you something. And that's why they're so powerful. And that's why a lot of times when we make agreements with the enemy, we feel stuck. Just like in a contract, right? You feel stuck in this way of thinking, this agreement that you've made with the enemy. And a lot of times, I don't even know that we even know that we've made an agreement. We just think, well, this is just the way that it is. This is just, this is just the way my life is, right? Okay, so we're going to kind of unpack some of that this morning. We're going to look at the temptation of Jesus. We're all familiar with that story, but there's, there's three things that I want to pull out of that. Um, this morning that I think that could be really powerful for us. <clears throat> All right, so we're going to turn in our Bibles to Luke 4. We're going to kind of look at this passage of Scripture. I think a lot of us are, are familiar with it, so it's nothing new to us, but I, there's a few things that I want us to really see this morning. So this, so we kind of probably already know the backdrop. This is right after Jesus was baptized in that amazing moment where the sky opens up. The Father says, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Jesus begins his ministry. He's baptized by John. You know, the Spirit comes upon him, and then the Spirit 
It says the Spirit led him out into the wilderness to be tempted, right? It says that he fasted 40 days, 40 nights, and then the enemy comes, right, to tempt him. I think, this is, I think that's an interesting point, is that Jesus, and I don't know, it doesn't really say what happened in those 40 days other than he fasted and prayed, but this is the way the enemy, enemy comes to us a lot of times, is he waits to our, waits till our greatest moment of weakness, right? When the, you know, Jesus has just fasted 40 days, 40 nights, and he's, he's weak, he's tired, he's hungry, right? And then the enemy comes. You see, I think the enemy does the same thing with us, is he waits a lot of times until we're at our weakest point, and then he comes with a message. So let's read this, then uh, Luke, Luke 4, verse 1. Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing, and afterwards, when, he had, when they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, If you are a son of God, command this stone to become bread. But Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. You see, here you see the enemy comes to Jesus in this moment of his weakness. He was hungry. Just like I said, the enemy's crafty. He, he waits you know, to, to, really, to really come on strong when... When you're at your weakest point, when Jesus is at his weakest point, he comes with this message, and he says, if you are, if you are, do this, right? So it's this temptation of like, if you are the Son of God, then you can do this. Satan knows, knows that Jesus can, can turn rocks into bread, right? He knows that. He wouldn't have said it to Jesus if he didn't know that Jesus could do it, right? But the agreement that Satan is trying to get Jesus to make is saying, is, is you're lacking, right? You're, you're weak, you're tired. Take matters into your own hands and make it happen, right? And you won't be hungry anymore, right? Just, just go ahead and do it, um, and you won't be hungry anymore. Take matters into your own hands. Earn it. Go for it, right? It's the message that it seems like, okay, Jesus... Jesus can turn rocks into bread if he wants, right? He's Jesus. But what Jesus, see, it, the message is God isn't enough for you, right? That you're weak, you're tired, that, that he's not enough. You need to take matters into your own hands and make it happen. And what was Jesus' response? My Father gives me what I need, and that even, the, even just the words that come out of his mouth are enough to sustain me and fill me up. You see, I think a lot of times, I don't know about you guys, but there's been times in my life where I've, I've walked down a road, and I've, you know, or kind of just walking through life, and uh, you come to a moment where, you know... I, you just, you just kind of get, you know, tired, burned out, or whatever, 
you know, have you guys ever been there? You got kind of in a funk and a in a whatever, and uh, and and the message is is that well, you need to you can just go ahead and do this, or you can go ahead and do this. You can go ahead and you know take that drink. You can go ahead and look at that. You know, you can go ahead and do these things. Why? Because God really isn't enough for you. You know, and that's that's the message, right? And this is a message that the enemy comes at us all the time with is like, you know, you can do this, right? You have, you know, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this. It's all, you know, just take matters into your own hands and make yourself fulfilled, right? Fulfill yourself. Because you can do it. You have the power, you have the authority to do that. But the enemy comes to us with that same message of take matters into your own hands. But the response of Jesus is, is God, my Father, gives me everything that I need. I don't need to do that. Because even the words that He says that come from His mouth are enough to sustain me, fulfill me, fill me up, carry me through. So I think a lot of times, you know, how can we combat how can we combat those agreements or those lies from the enemy? Well, we have to believe the word of God, right? We have to believe the word and you go like, well, duh. But just get tested in your moment of weakness and see if you believe the word of God. I think that that's the time that we need to believe the word of God the most. Is in our times of testing, it's in our times of weakness, it's in our times where we've just kind of hit a wall and there's, you know, stuff is going on in our life. That that sometimes that is the hardest time for us to be filled, to be fulfilled by only the word of God, right? Because so we've we've come to a place where we're at disappointment. We try to we're trying to grasp for things, right? We're trying to to get whatever we can to fill us up, to to make our lives better, but what God is saying is just, man, just hear my words, let it fill you, let it sustain you through these times. So in order to break agreements with the enemy, we have to believe the word of God and believe that every word that comes from the mouth of God will sustain me, will carry me through. So that's the first truth, is we just have to believe the word of God in those moments. Let's look at verse 5. Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, All this authority I I will give you and, and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. And Jesus answered and said to him, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and Him only you shall serve. So what's the message here? What's the agreement? Satan tries to get Jesus to worship something other than God the Father. And he also dangles a reward in front of Jesus for worshiping in Him instead of God, right? So this is the same message, same tactic that Satan uses with us, If you will just give yourself to this lesser God, then you'll find life, right? There will be some sort of reward for you. 
man, you're going to, it's going to feel good. It's going to be great for you. If you'll just give yourself, give your worship to something lesser than God, you will have it all, right? That's the message. And man, talk about that is a huge message that grips the heart of people, right? Because there's all kinds of lesser things that on the surface look like, man, that looks awesome, that looks like life, that looks like something that's going to be life-giving, but it's empty and void of life, right? It could be sin, it could also be something on the surface that's not evil, but if it robs your worship of God, then it is, right? So the second truth is, second way to just combat these, these lies and agreements is just to turn our worship to Jesus alone. You see, it's in our denial of self and sacrifice of worship that we find life and freedom in Christ. Whenever we, whenever we deny our, our selfish desires, and give, what does it say in Romans, that to, to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, that it is our spiritual worship, right? To present our body. I think it's interesting, it says to literally present your body, the things that you do as a living, I'm alive, right? A living sacrifice, that that is actually our spiritual worship, okay? So whenever we, we deny ourselves ourselves, our selfish desires in our bodies and submit that and sacrifice those things to the Lord and say, I'm going to worship you even with, you know, what I do, okay? That we actually, that that is actually worship and we find freedom and life in Christ in that. When we give our love, worship, and devotion to a lesser God, we are robbing our life of freedom found in Jesus. And we're making an agreement with the enemy, right? We're making an agreement with the enemy. And whenever we make an agreement, we get stuck in those things, right? Those things those things that we give ourselves to. We get that's what that's what that's what a stronghold is, right? When we make an agreement, the enemy comes in and sets up a stronghold in those areas of our life. Let's look at the next part, verse 9. Then he brought him to Jerusalem, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered and said to him, It has been said, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. So what's the message here? Show off, perform, right? Abuse your power as a son, and God will move on your behalf. You see, the enemy comes with us, to us with the same message, right? Show off, perform, do it, you know, make a name for yourself, right? And that God will move on your behalf, right? So the, the, the message is, is like, it's is almost something like the religious, like just, if you'll just get trapped, right, in this, in this showing off and performing, if you'll just get trapped here, 
then the enemy can just render us ineffective, right? Because we're not submitting to the authority and power of, uh, of, of the Father. See, Jesus' response was the Father is the one who has all authority and power, and that I am under his authority and protection at all times, and I don't need to test this power for myself, right? So he knows, I don't need to, I don't need to test the Lord, right? Because that's what Jesus says, you shall not test the Lord your God, right? I don't need to test, I don't need to test God because I, I am under his authority, his power, his protection at all times, and I don't need to, to do that because I know, I know that what that is. I know his power. I know that, that he will bear me up, that he'll send angels to bear me up, to protect me. I already know that, so I don't need to test that, right? So what should be our response? Believe that I am safe and secure in him, right? The same response that Jesus had is, I don't need to, t- because I know, I know God. I know his heart. I know that, I know his authority. I know his power. I know who he is. And I don't need to abuse my power because I'm under his authority, right? When I have a sense of safety and security, I live my life differently, right? There's, there's a reality that we live in the United States of America, and we, we actually live in a, a, a sense of safety and security far greater than a lot of places in the world, right? There's a lot of people that go to bed at night and don't know if they're going to you know, get killed in the middle of the night. And so, so we live in this sense of safety and security in America. We do. I mean, I know the news tries to convince us otherwise, but the truth is if you compare United States with the world, we really live in a, safe, a pretty safe and secure nation, right? And that allows us to live our life differently, right? We can go freely. We don't feel, we don't, especially like in Seymour, I can walk up and down the street and I, I know I'm probably not going to get killed here, okay? It's just probably not going to, maybe by like a wild hog or something, but you know, I'm, you know, there's just a, I live my life differently because I know that I'm safe. You see, we should be able to live our lives differently with Jesus because we know that we're safe and secure in Him. We should should be able to live free. We should be able to live with a sense of safety and security because we know that He has all the power and authority and I'm under His protection at all times. And that what the enemy tries to do is he tries to get us to agree that you're not really safe and secure. That the that and he twists right. He he tries to twist it and says you're not really safe and secure. So you need to just you see what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. So like we live our life differently when we really believe that we're safe and secure in Him. There is a confidence and freedom in knowing that I am secure, that no matter what goes on around me, that I'm founded, I'm rooted in in Christ. So in 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 this passage, we see how Jesus, when the enemy would come to him over and over and over again, right, wave upon wave, to try to get him to make an agreement with him, right, 
to submit to him, right? To, to come into an agreement, a contractual agreement with him that, that Jesus would always respond with the word of God, right? He would actually, he would always respond with the word. So the enemy is, is the same way in our life. He comes wave upon wave, right? He, he's always coming in a way to, to get us to agree to something, right? You see, when we make agreements, we're actually forfeiting a part of our life that Jesus has paid for. We're actually just forfeiting it up. But the enemy was actually at the cross, was stripped of all of his power, right? He was stripped of all of his rulership over the world. But the power, the, the avenue that he has to, to have rule, rule in our life is actually by agreements that we make, lies that we believe, right? And see, the first step of breaking those agreements in our life is actually just exposing how the enemy comes to us and, and uses lies and deceptions to pull us away from this, from this life in Jesus, because the enemy knows if, we can, if we, he can trap us in agreements, then it really renders us ineffective for his kingdom. It renders us ineffective for the kingdom of God. So exposing the enemy is, is really the first step in your life, is, is, to, is to actually expose those lies that he's coming to you with, okay? What are the lies that he's coming to you with? What are the things that, that you've made an agreement with the enemy on? And exposing that. And when I come to those moments and expose that, then I just need to believe the word of God, worship Jesus alone, and believe that I am safe and secure in him. See, James 4, 7, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you, right? <clears throat> so how do, you, how do you combat agreements in your life? Submit to God, believe the word of God, resist the devil, and he'll leave. Don't get into that contract. Don't sign on the dotted line. You see, resisting the devil is not allowing yourself to agree with his lies. And just like with Jesus, Satan will come wave upon wave in those moments looking for you to agree with him so that he can set up camp right there in your life. So believe his word, worship Jesus, and know that I am safe and secure in him. So this morning, what I would, what I, kind of the way that I wanted to end, it real, end real quick is I just wanted to have, us an, have an opportunity um, to break some agreements this morning that we might have made. And, and I think <clears throat> as I woke up this morning, I was just kind of asking the Lord, you know, okay, kind of, how do you want to, you know, what do you want to do this morning? And, and this, this may just be for me, and I think, it, I think it's maybe probably for all of us, but um, if I can just be totally transparent uh, with you guys this morning, I think there is an agreement that I make way more than I'd like to admit with the enemy, and, and it's with the spirit of fear. Um, I mean, I, I can just look back over my life, <clears throat> even recently, 
all, over my whole life, and that the spirit of fear in, in a lot of a lot of ways have, has robbed has robbed me. And I've made an agreement with the enemy that that you know I can just that it's I just live in fear, right? And um, so I want to have an opportunity just to break that off of my own life, and and so you know whatever. <clears throat> so I think we just need to have a moment, just to allow the spirit of God just to illuminate and expose maybe some agreements that we made with the enemy, you know, because they can be subtle. They really can. These agreements can be subtle. But maybe we don't even know that we've done it. We've made this agreement. But in allowing the Spirit of God to illuminate those things, and then we're just going to ask Jesus to come with His power and His authority to break those things off of our life, and we're, we're going to actually just renounce those lies, renounce that agreement. <clears throat> it says like, it actually says, and I think it might be in... Uh, I don't remember what, it, but it's, it's like Jesus is like our advocate, right? He is like our, almost like our lawyer. You know, sometimes when you want to get out of something, you got to call your lawyer, right? <laughs> right? I'm stuck in something. I'm in trouble. I've, I've, I've really screwed up, man. I've messed up. I need, I need, I need to call my lawyer, right? I need to call the one that's gonna, that's gonna represent me. To the Father, you know, he's going he's gonna to bring all of his knowledge, all of his wisdom, all of his power to help me break this, to help me get out of this mess, right? And so I think, man, we could just have a moment right here where we can just invite Jesus to come and say, God or Jesus, help me break this, the power of these lies. So I'm just going to. I'm just going to kind of lead us through a prayer. So if we can just all kind of like close our eyes, bow our heads, and um, <clears throat> I'm just going give, to give us a moment just to ask the Spirit of God, maybe just to illuminate maybe a lie that we've believed, an agreement that we've made with the enemy. Maybe it's the spirit of fear. Maybe it's the fear of lack. Maybe it's the fear of man. Maybe it's, maybe it's sin. Spirit of God, just illuminate to us, God, all the agreements that we've made with the enemy. We allow us to see those things, God. And Jesus, we we. We thank you, Jesus, for just exposing the lies of the enemy in our on our in our life. And we just we take authority of, of our life by the power of Jesus right now. And we just say that we we break with this stuff this morning. We renounce all, all the lies, all the agreements that we've made with the enemy, with the with the spirit of fear. Um, with addiction, with the uh, need to perform, the need to gain acceptance from people. We break from these things this morning. We, <clears throat> we turn away from them. We turn our back to them. 
and we walk away from this agreement and we walk right directly into your truth this morning that you are everything that we need. You are the center of our life, Jesus, and we turn our worship to you right now. All of our love and devotion we pour out on you. We turn away from these things that we've, we've, we've believed that we could find life in. We turn away from them. We break it. We break those lies. We turn away from these agreements right now. And God, we just believe that you, you have us in the palm of your hand, that, you, that we are safe and secure in, in you. That the enemy, the plans of the enemy um, <clears throat> are thwarted today, that they're, they're cut off from our life to render us ineffective for your kingdom, to bring death and destruction to us, our families. We just renounce those things and we say, um, the enemy, we are not going to agree with you anymore in these areas of our life. Thank you, Jesus, for freedom. Thank you, Jesus, that you have paved a way. You've given us the power and authority to resist the enemy. And we submit to your leadership, Holy Spirit. We submit to the leadership of the Holy Spirit this morning. May we be led by the Holy Spirit in every moment that the enemy comes. We, maybe we, may the, our response be the words of God. And we love you and we praise you, God, for freedom today. Amen.